Welcome to the Sometimes Daily Show. I am way too jazzed for the morning. People are like, this is fucking annoying, Sam. Bring it down seven levels. I'm with you. All right. The Sometimes Daily Show, as we know it, is the show that is sometimes around every day. It's sometimes not. Obviously, one isn't released on the day when I release my main podcast, which yesterday happened. It was Laura Dundervik. She's fucking fabulous. I'm sorry, but did you listen to the episode... Because I love her. You know, you just laugh. I mean, as you heard, I didn't shut up the whole episode laughing. But she's a 10 and we love her. If you're not following her on Instagram, it's really a disservice to yourself. So I can't help everyone. I'm not a Samaritan, obviously. Um, But if you want to fix that at Laura Dundevik, sainthood incoming. Anyway, on today's sometimes daily show. Oh, I could get like a news presenter voice going on. Hello. We are talking about, you know, all the big things. But what I wanted to start with is, and I'm going to be a little bit serious here, I'm going to try my hardest, but if you're not from the Gold Coast, you may not be fully aware, although the news has been not too bad in covering it nationally, there are some horrific bushfires going on. They're happening, you know, in Queensland, they're happening up, you know, Perigian Springs areas around Noosa Heads, they're happening, you know, in the back of the hinterland on the Gold Coast. They really are horrific. Now, obviously, thoughts and prayers are with those people up there whose lives have been completely turned upside down. But yesterday, a piece of content came out, which I saw on social media that Queensland Police released. And it was, you know, these police officers who have chest cams or or head cams, whatever they are, and they're going in and, you know, you see them driving on the road and it's just like an inferno surrounding them. Like, it doesn't even look like it's the Gold Coast. And they're driving up to these people's homes and saying, like, you need to leave. The fire is literally outside your home. Like, it's about to... Like, your home is about to be gone with you in it. And a lot of them are elderly. And, you know, these police officers are standing there and they're helping people downstairs, you know, and and getting them out of there. And I just think, wow... I'm sitting here in my comfortable office. You know, my job means that I'm on my phone. I'm sitting down. I'm living the life. And these people are out there literally, you know, potentially life-threatening. You know, like they're putting their life on the line to help and warn other people and to help them get out of their homes and get out of bad situations. And I'm telling you, see this footage? The fire is right there. They are driving through what looks like a literal hell. And then they're doing it to help and save other people. And I think that we just need a moment to think of the firefighters and the police officers and the ambulance workers and all of our emergency response workers who are up there giving everything they've got to try and save other people, their lives, their homes, you know, the rest of us so the fire doesn't continue to spread down further. And, um, you know, it's a thankless job a lot of the time. And I just want to take a moment of seriousness to say what a phenomenal job they do and really just to highlight that that's incredible. Um, we love everything that you're doing. And thank you if anyone is listening. If anyone has anyone in their family who is involved, thank them for me. Incredible. Um, on that same note, today is um, September 12th in Australia, but uh, it is a September 11th in the US. For my US listeners, obviously thinking of September 11 and the tragedy that changed the world today as well. And all of those emergency responders and people who lost their lives, again, you know, doing their job, trying to help out. Now, let's get into the main portion of the show. The first thing on the topic, and we have to talk about on the topic. That's not a fucking thing. The first thing we're talking about is I am 
Roxy. Roxy Jusenko's show premiered last night on Network 10, and let me tell you, I was there for it. I'm currently eating healthy. Ugh, I know. So we're going to have to put the KFC partnership on hold. Sorry. But I'm currently eating healthy. Um, one of my very good friends, Steph, is getting married next weekend. Um, and I just need to be skinny for the wedding. So I gave myself 10 days to be skinny. I think that's acceptable. I think it's going to work. I think it's going to happen. I don't need the comments like, you're perfect as you are. Love you all the most. But like, I get it. I need to be like svelte for the wedding. That's a weird word. I Am Roxy uh, follows Jasenko's life. You know, it was a part of 10's pilot week, which means she gets one episode. We see how the country responds. And then Channel 7, 7, ew. Channel 10 decides whether or not uh, it will get a full season green lit. Now, you know, I saw some of the other shows in pilot week. Oh, and didn't they hurt? Uh, they fell a little flat. So what I will say is thank God 10 had Roxy you know, carrying the weight of Pilot Week on her head because, let's be honest, at least it was, you know, something out there that people actually were going to tune in for. The other stuff, I don't know what they were thinking. Anyway, I Am Roxy was fab. I loved it. I obviously know Roxy Jusenko personally. I'll put that out there for transparency. She is a good friend of mine. Um, and, you know, I just think you you got what she is. I think you saw a genuine and real glimpse inside her life. I think it was very clear the way that she operates. She runs a phenomenal um, string of businesses, very successful. She has had an unbelievably difficult, you know, life with her husband going to jail, becoming a single mum, then being diagnosed with cancer and overcoming that. And I think sometimes things like that get discounted because they're like, oh, and you know, I was reading some tweets last night and, you know, I haven't prepared anything as always for this podcast, but, you know, some of the stuff that I was reading, people were like, oh, why are we glorifying someone who buys handbags and shoes? Okay. It's not our fault that you can't afford lunch. Like, I'm sorry, but if she wants to spend her money doing that, that is her prerogative. She does some phenomenal things for charity. She, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's one episode. You haven't seen the whole piece. If she wants to buy a $10,000 handbag that she can afford, why the fuck can't she? I don't understand what this tall poppy crap is where it's like, oh, she has an Aston Martin. Oh, why are we glorifying this wealthy lifestyle? People are living on the streets. Yeah, we're aware that people are living on the streets. And obviously that's horrible and I understand that. But that doesn't mean that everyone else needs to live in poverty because we need to like all be on the same level. That's not how things work. Unfortunately, some people earn more, some people earn less. That's just the world that we live in. That's how the world goes around. It's the circle of life. And I just think... Roxy puts it all out there. It's so genuine. She's not putting it on for the camera. That's who she is. That's her personality. And I think that, firstly, it's a very, um, it's a noble, well, I won't say noble, but look, it, I think she's very brave to go out there and show, look, this is my lifestyle. This is my very opulent home. These are the things that I value, handbags and shoes and, um, you know, my businesses and, and work ethic and working hard and, you know, those types of things to be put out there for people to judge, which they are judging very hard. You know, some of the comments on Twitter are fucking rude. I just think, though, that the show itself was I mean, if you don't like Roxy, sure. It's the same people who don't like the keeping up the Kardashians. Sure. Appreciate it for what it is. It's light entertainment. You're seeing inside someone else's life. And for a lot of people, most people, it's a glimpse inside what is a very different lifestyle to what a lot of us lead. And so I think that's very interesting, very entertaining to watch. And she is a fucking hoot. So I feel like when you hear 
the way she is, the way she operates, the way she's run a family. It's just so real. And as you know, on this podcast, we're all about the real. Because I just think there's too much of this, like, I woke up today and I'm grateful that I'm alive and there's a sunset and God is great. Can we talk about that for a minute, though? Like, and I'm not getting into religion because, like, holy Jesus. Like, I mean, it's religion and cyclists, like, honestly. But I'm not going to go deep on this, but people who post and are like, God is great and it's a photo of the sunrise, I'm sorry, but if you believe the whole situation with, you know, God, etc., if he made the world in seven days, I don't think a sunrise is that fucking impressive. The guy, girl, whatever, made the literal fucking earth, like, and everything on it, and you're impressed with a sunrise. I think you need to open your eyes. Anyway, uh, I just think the show was fabulous. I think it it a thousand percent should be greenlit. I think personally knowing her, there's a lot more to see. I think that it's very hard to show everything in one short episode, but I really do feel like once you see everything, you're going to be like loving more and more and more of it. And I will say as well, a lot of people are like, oh, so vain. It's all about a handbag. I mean, that's such rubbish. I know her personally and, you know, she's really a beautiful person. When I was starting out in this industry that I'm in, you know, I had nothing. I had no credentials. I hadn't worked anywhere. I didn't know anyone. And when I started working um, with clients and we were interacting with her agency, Sweaty Betty, she was so professional. She was always there to help. She was the nicest person. She owed me literally nothing. She could have literally ignored me. It was around the time she was on Celebrity Apprentice. And if she was whatever I is calling her and this horrid person, she, she would have been far above talking to me, and yet she took the time. And I just feel like, at the end of the day, she is a fabulous person, and, you know, I'm a 1,000% here to say that because I know that, and, you know, that's who she is on the inside. And it's, it's very similar to myself. Sure, I have nice things, but because I have nice things, that doesn't make me a shit person. Well, apparently to some people it does. I mean, Twitter's a fucking vile place to live, isn't it? Honestly, I was popping through there and just trying to read comments. And look, there was some lovely stuff in there too, don't get me wrong. People saying like, yes, immediately, renew, 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 or whatever you call it. Um, But yeah, there's just a lot of people out there who just really enjoy putting out this just vile trolling garbage on the internet. And let me tell you something, not dissimilar to this show, the Sometimes Daily, literally nobody cares, the Sam Mangan Instagram. If I say it, I put my name to it. If you want to go out there and you want to say something, put your fucking name to it. Because I am sick of people who hide behind the no display photo, the troll account, the this. If you're such a weak person that you can't front up to say it with your own face attached, then why bother saying it? It's a little embarrassing. You're not funny and you're not interesting if you're not willing to put your name to it. Anyway, I am Roxy. Fingers crossed for a renewal and approval, a green light or whatever you want to call it, because we need more of her on the television. Let's get on to the next one. What have I got here? The James Charles Palace. You know, these are supposed to be like nippy, nippy episodes. This could run a little long. I'm sorry. You know, come back to me though. The James Charles Palette. For those of you who don't, we're just like hitting all my friends today. James Charles is amazing. Love him to death. He is, if you don't know him, he is one of the world's most 
I guess, followed, uh, revered uh, online uh, sensations. He is a makeup artist. And if people come for me and say, like, he doesn't have a qualification. I have worked with some qualified makeup artists who don't know where to put the fucking eyeliner. So, like, don't come for me on that bullshit, all right? I don't want to hear about it. He's a fucking makeup artist. He's more talented than most of those motherfuckers. 99% of them. So, anyway, um, love him to death. So he has his palette, obviously, that he has released with Morphe, the makeup brand. And basically, it's... Uh, and you know what's so funny? I feel like it's like full circle because I was he was in Australia with me when he before it came out and he was telling me about the thought process about how he designed it and why he designed it and he was talking about you know he was so passionate and I don't really get makeup sorry I don't wear it I'm like not on the in crowd not for me but you know hearing someone so passionate about a makeup palette why these colors needed to be in there pigmentation arrangement of colors why 39 why 39 in this of these types of colors so that you could achieve any different type of look with the one palette you didn't need five or six palettes you can have this one palette and it's got color so you can do fun it's got bronzy and and uh, more nude tones so that you can do a more basic look it has everything highlighters you know you can um, blend you, you can blend that's not the way i was looking for you can contour there are so many things and the fact that i am able to even say this now will indicate to you the fact that he gave it to me in such passion he was talking about it so passionately that's the only reason i've retained the information because otherwise i don't know anything about this so he was so into it and so when it came out i was so just oh it was just amazing to see a product come to life that you've heard someone talk about so passionately and there it is and it was a huge success you know globally sold out and every time it's released it sells out and you know retailers can't keep it on the shelves and the whole thing is crazy and it was uh, you know i was so proud to even be associated with him because he did such a phenomenal thing by bringing this product out and changing the game and blah 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 good for him the other day now at um, DragCon in New York, another beauty brand, Wet n Wild, then brings out a palette which is the fucking same. I am sorry, but it's the same. Sorry, the cover has a different logo and design. The actual makeup inside is the same. Basically, they are then like, oh, and for people who don't know Wet n Wild, I don't know a lot about them. Apparently, they're like a drugstore brand, I'm being told. So, like, they're in, like, Walgreens over there and, like, cheap stores, like a Priceline sort of moment. Like, cheaper price stores, more affordable makeup. Now, that puts them sort of, they're saying that this palette's going to retail somewhere like $29. The James Charles X Morphe palette retails for $39. Now, which, firstly, it's like it's like $10. Let's not pretend it's like some really cheap and affordable difference. Like, come on, if you can afford $29, you can afford $39. But anyway, this palette is fucking offensively the same. Like... I don't get it because I would have, like, if they just wanted to produce something similar and just be like, oh, let's just put something out there, they would have rearranged it. They have knowingly put together a palette which is a complete copy to then put out to the market. And, like, you know, we'll say allegedly, just so I don't get sued, but, like, have a look for yourself. I know my audience. You're all a smart group of people. When you see these two, you are going to be like, I'm sorry, what? Now, if there's anyone listening who doesn't like James Charles, firstly, unfucking subscribe and get out of here. But even if you put, like, even if you didn't like him or you don't know him or whatever, put that to the side and just look at these two palettes as like a normal human being. 
and just think like it's it's unacceptable that we're allowing something like this to go on like what the flying fuck someone should be stepping in here and saying this is unacceptable and i understand that the recourse is to sue and all the rest of it but like if somebody took any section of beyonce's music i can't even fucking imagine they'd burn your house to the ground they'd take your firstborn your cat would be gone as well and they would leave you with a little note that says queen b was here don't touch your fucking music like it is serious this is still the same thing it's art it's creativeness like it's there's so much that goes into creating something like this and having sat with the guy at dinner and having him tell me all about it and to now see this it's unacceptable anyway i'm going to post them side by side on my instagram so that you can see them but it is ridiculous on twitter the brand has acknowledged that basically it is a copy They've said that it's a dupe, and that's very common in the market. If you're not familiar with that term, I wasn't either. Apparently, it's when super, super cheap brands see something and they create basically a carbon copy, but it's cheaper, which usually will mean like less pigmentation or a cheaper manufacturing process, etc. But as I'm, and, and again, I am no expert. I am being told that dupes mostly exist in like a very low end situation. So it's like, you know, obviously there are, super cheap brands not a global powerhouse like a wet and wild that's getting around in like hundreds and hundreds of stores and has a real brand who is just straight up stealing it's unacceptable you can hear a siren in the background it's the police going to the wet and wild headquarters honestly so i just am disgusted by the whole situation having been there in the early days of the palette then seeing the palette come out you know i've been personally involved because we were involved in helping sell that palette in australia and now seeing that, like, seriously, they're getting closer. I think maybe they want my recommendation so I can give them the address for Wet n' Wild. It's not the water park on the Gold Coast, guys. It's the head office in America. Um, having been there and then now seeing this, and you know what's even more disgusting and disgraceful? This brand that should be setting an example is on Twitter, their branded account, verified and all, liking really disparaging, rude, and quite frankly, comments that could be considered bullying against james they're liking those those tweets which appear on their page which i just think aside from all the copyright stuff in this day and age i'm sorry but like the types of people who are purchasing your makeup are young people and i just don't think it's acceptable for a brand to be able to just go around firstly steal but then also just have this vile vile approach on their twitter where they're just retweeting disgusting sorry not retweeting liking disgusting things i just think it's inappropriate for a brand you know like if you really believe that you have every right to produce this makeup product that's one thing but don't get involved in you know the, the vile nature of twitter and you know liking comments that are just not nice it's just not necessary it cultivates an environment that we don't need any more of that's what's happening over there. What else have I got for you today? Look, my main episode next week, I'm going to record this week or maybe next week, whenever. Uh, we're getting into traffic, I've decided. I'm doing an episode. It's going to be like part 12 series or something. But like, we're going in on traffic. It's called an indicator so that you can indicate the direction you plan on going. So we all know. Why the fuck is that so difficult to comprehend anyway i am going to take a moment take a deep breath because we will cover that in next week's episode what i need from you fabulous people is the things that you hate the most on the road now that list is long i understand it i'm here for it i need it all what i want you to do is dm me leave a comment do something so that i can collate 
the most hated things on the road from you. I will combine that with my list. My list is like the Magna Carta. It's about 3,000 pages long, but let's see if we can combine. I'm sure we share hatreds. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm just gonna, yeah, like, oh, I'm just gonna go 12 under the speed limit. I understand that it's called the speed limit. We need to sit at it. You need to sit at the speed limit, not, uh, like, hello. That's next week's episode. Need your help on some topics for that. As a separate one that's just popped up, which I'll just quickly do. Oh, we're about to hit the 20-minute mark. Sorry, people. Love you to death. Um, So something that's popped up today, which is just hilarious, is that KFC uh, in Australia, Kentucky Fried Chicken, is running this promotion where six couples can win a Kentucky Fried-themed wedding. And, like, I've had it sent to me. People are like, you and Ben, for sure. This is how you're going to get married. Firstly, offensive. Secondly, not against it. I don't think a KFC food truck would be the worst thing to have at a wedding. Um, however, how amazing. So you can win a, a, a themed wedding with KFC. They're going to send you a truck. They're going to send you a, a celebrant. I'm hoping it's the colonel. Um, I wouldn't mind asking him about the secret herbs and spices. But anyway, uh, that's up and running. I'm sorry, but like, why is KFC not a sponsor of this podcast? Are they having a laugh? Can we, like, CC the CEO, CC Colonel Sanders, CC, like, who is running the show over there? Because, hello, I'm a big fan. I'm talking about you regularly. I'm promoting your wedding. I think we need to get into it. Anyway, love that fact. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sorry this ran a little bit longer than we usually do because it's really short, sharp, punchy. We ran a little bit over because we got into some stuff that was deep. That's all right. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're ready for next week's episode. Make sure you're ready for the almost sometimes, not sure the name, daily show. But also send me your thoughts because I'm getting a lot of DMs from people who have got ideas. And also people who've joined the private Facebook group. Welcome. Hi. How are you? We're having a lot of chats in there. I'm going to go live, I think, in a couple of days in there so that we can discuss traffic and what we hate the most. So make sure you're joining that. You just search on Facebook. Uh, literally nobody cares and it should come up as the group. I will also put it on my Instagram story so you can do a bit of a swipe up a roo. Make sure you watch the Laura Dundavik episode yesterday. Make sure you hear for it every day. Make sure you're telling your friends. Again, no Cheryl's. We just want the good people. See you tomorrow. Love you the most. <laughs>